Hey everyone, welcome to Kowalski Analysis. Today's guest is a famous pastor and certified relationship coach. With over a half a million followers on social media, he has a, he has a highly impactful relationship ministry called Love, Dating, and Marriage. Through television broadcasts, numerous ministry resources, and relationship seminars across the world, he has been committed for the last two decades to equipping couples with godly principles for building strong relationships and marriages. He is also the host of Couples Hangout, a quarterly time timeout for married couples, which culminates in the annual intensive Together Forever Marriage Conference. His messages and ministry materials are highly sought after around the globe, and he has authored numerous books on relationships, a few of which he co-authored with his wife. Welcome to Kowalski Analysis, Kingsley Okonkwo. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Rob. Uh, I'm happy to be here and to connect with the whole family. Hey, did I pronounce your name right? Oh, you're doing an amazing job. <laughs> you did, you did I, well. Can I call you Pastor K? Yes, that's what I'm fondly called. A lot of people call me that. Okay, good. You can, call, a, me, you can call me PK or Pastor K. Okay, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank so, you. And you're in Nigeria right now, correct? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. How's the weather there? Ah, very sunny. We usually have great weather here, so... But it's, uh, this is summer also here, so it's, it's quite sunny. Okay, awesome. Yeah, hopefully I'll make it to Africa one day in my travels. You have to. You definitely, definitely have to. <laughs> I have some followers from uh, Nigeria. Somebody commented on my post earlier today, a guy named Ben Victor. And I looked, I wow. just looked, I looked at his thing, and he was from Nigeria. And I was going to ask him if, if he knew, knew you. I'm, I'm guessing he, he does. I'm told you're a pretty big deal in Nigeria. Wow. <laughs> well, I've, I've been around for a while, so uh, that's very possible. <laughs> yeah, well, not just Nigeria, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive into it with you. Um, you know, I really just, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, preparing for marriage, because I know you coach a lot of married couples, um, and I have a lot of singles that follow me that are desiring to be married, um, yeah. you know, desiring to be happily married and, and they're don't, going about it the right way. They're, you know, most of them are, are waiting or at least attempting to wait to have sex. Yeah. Um, so I really just kind of wanted to, you know, just dive right into it and say, how does a person prepare for marriage? I mean, what, what do you tell people to do? Is there a way to speed up the process? Actually, I'm asking that for <laughs> selfish reasons. I want to know, like, can I do something to make it happen quicker? <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, in terms of making it happen uh, quicker, interestingly, I told you I was just coming out of on that video shoot, and that was part of what I was talking about. So uh, maybe I'll mix that in somewhere as we go. Um, but in terms of being prepared for marriage, um, I tell single people that there are three things you need to find before you find the one, all right? There are three things you must find before you find the one. And the first thing I think you need to find is to find Jesus Christ, to find a relationship with God. Um, as human beings, we were created for something bigger than ourselves. We were created, there's a vacuum in us to connect with something higher than just all this that is going on around us, than just this physical life. And you see, that's why a lot of people are seeking another person to complete them. Meanwhile, they're supposed to already be complete. No human being can complete you. You know, we are complete in God or in Christ. So the first thing I would say is that you need to find a relationship with God because that is the beginning of the journey. Um, your, your spiritual health 
uh, matters a lot. There are, there are three aspects to every human being, spirit, soul, and body. So that spiritual part is a major part of you that nothing else can take that place. So find God, find a relationship with God. The second thing I would say is you need to find your purpose. You know, what, what are you passionate about? What are you here for? What are you here on the earth for? You see, because I tell people that when you find a purpose for life, before you find a partner for life, it is your purpose for life that determines your partner for life because life is a journey and uh, you have to know the kind of person that you want to go on the journey with, you know, and what makes you decide who that person is, is when you know the kind of journey you are going on, you know. So um, for somebody like me, I met a lot of nice girls, beautiful girls, but, you know, I knew they didn't quite fit into the core or the purpose of my life, you know, just like you, um, Rob, um, you understand a bit of what your purpose is in terms, in terms of um, helping people see the benefit of waiting. So imagine now you run into a beautiful girl and you want to marry her and she says, oh, she doesn't believe in waiting. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> you know, so that's, how, yeah. So you need to find your purpose. When you find your purpose, it makes it easy because that streamlines a lot of things for you. You know, and the third thing you need to find is find yourself. Many people are trying to find the one when they've never found themselves. Who are you? Um, what turns you on? What excites you? What gets you going? You know, what, what gives you fulfillment as a human being? When you find yourself, it'll be easier to find somebody. Let me give you an example. For somebody like me, um, I'm very mentally stimulated. You know, I like uh, meaningful conversations. I like things like, I like intelligent people. So um, the first thing that got me attracted to my wife was her intelligence, you see. That was the first thing that got me attracted to her. So when you know yourself, you actually know what is important to you. When you have found yourself, you know, as a person, um, are, you, are, you, are you more um, physically stimulated? Are you mentally stimulated? And um, what is important to you? Uh, you know, things like that. When you find yourself, it makes it easy to find somebody. So I would say, yeah, those are three things I think you need to find before you find the one. All right? I hope that helped. No, that's good. That's good. Um, I want to unpack it a little bit. So I guess the reason that I ask is because I'm in this process of waiting on God to bring me this person. You know, and I've been waiting for 15 of the last 20 years. I, there was a period of five years I just backslid and I, you know, made a bunch of mistakes. I, I just kind of got lost because I just I ran out of energy. <laughs> Anyway, we all have done that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've had friends that they're on the dating apps and they're working them like a job. I mean, they're like literally listening, wow. you know, and, and I, I look at that. I don't think it's a sin per se, but I'm, I'm under the impression that, look, when God wants me to meet her, I will meet her. He'll bring her to me. I mean, I, it's not like I'm sheltering myself. I'm out there. I'm on social media. I'm speaking in places. I'm traveling. Like if God wants to give me a wife, he can certainly do it. So, but then they'll challenge me and say, you know, a man who finds a wife, you know, they'll use that verse. And so they're basically saying like, no, you need to look for her. And I'm like, well, I am kind of looking, I'm passively looking. I'm just not on the dating sites. So I, yeah. that's why I ask is like, is there, cause a lot of people, they want to know like, where's the line between putting myself out there or, or not sheltering myself. And then, you know, being over, over a little overzealous and maybe getting ahead of God. You know, where because I'm under the impression, like when it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen and I don't need to make it happen. You know, do you find is that is that right? Is that an accurate? You know, okay, it's, it's 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 kind of a combination of, of both. The scripture said that according to he that finds the wife, finds a good thing. Um, that scripture wasn't actually trying to say you should go everywhere and find. I actually thought that was what it meant when I was single. So 
I went everywhere. In fact, I had scouts positioned in all the large churches around me. And I said, hey, if you guys see any good girl, let me know. You know, I did all those things. I drove around town. But I discovered that was not what that script And You see, we use script. You don't pick one scripture out of context and turn it into a principle. You have to check if it lines up with other similar scriptures. So um, I discovered that in, in the book of Proverbs also, the Bible says wealth and inheritance. Wealth and money and houses, you know, are things that your father can give you. But he said a prudent wife comes from the Lord. So I discovered that, you see, God is saying, look, who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find that? You can't. You see, so, so if, if that's something you are going to manually, in your own effort, in your own power, um, find, it's something that it's a combination between you and God. You and God work together. God needs to present her. God needs to position her and position you and you guys will meet. So where, where you come in is to know exactly what you are looking for and to be prepared for what you are looking for so that by the time you run into that person, you can recognize the person. So it's like saying, if you're looking for a house, it's exactly the way you go about looking for a house. You need to know what you're looking for because if you don't know the kind of house, they're going to show you the five bedrooms, they're going to show you the three bedrooms, two bedrooms, that's confused. But if you know what you're looking for, you're looking for a two-bedroom flat or a two-bedroom condo or whatever what you're looking for. But there are many two-bedroom condos leads me. You know, God directs me. God positions me and positions her. But when I meet her, you see, because I already know what I'm looking for, I will spot or identify, you know, what I'm looking for. So it's a combination of two things. You need to know what you want. You need to also be prepared for what you want. Because in the video I just did now, I said, every, I said um, most people are saying, oh, um, one of the top things on my list is somebody that has a relationship with God. Now, what you need to realize is that everybody that has a relationship with God also has that on their list. So if you don't have a relationship with God, then you don't qualify for that person's list. <laughs> you right. know, so, um, so you need to also be qualified for what you are, what you're praying for. It's like saying, I want, I want a certain job, but that job also has certain requirements. They said, oh, you must have um, this degree, that qualification, that certification. So do you have the certification? Do you yeah. have the qualification that makes you qualified? you know, for that role. Yeah, I love that. Andy Stanley. So it's, 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 it's two ways. God has his part to play. We have our part to play. Andy Stanley says, are, are you the person you're looking for is looking for? So basically what he's saying is, you know, like you said, everybody has exactly. someone with a relationship with God <laughs> on their list. But then if your relationship with God isn't strong, you're not going to attract a person with a strong relationship with God more than likely. It's the equivalent <laughs> of somebody that's really um, – you know, yeah. out, out of shape. If you were really fat, you could be like, I really want someone in shape. Well, a person that's in shape probably doesn't want to date a fat person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, you have Shit. to, work, you have to work on yourself Shit. and then you will attract exactly. that kind of person, <laughs> which is the hard part. <laughs> um, but you had mentioned, yeah, you had mentioned yeah. the, um, the whole, go ahead, pastor. Yes. I was going to quote from uh, Genesis chapter 24 when um, Abraham's servant was looking for a wife for Isaac. The Bible says that the moment he prayed, in fact, in the man's testimony, the man said he had not even finished praying when Rebecca appeared. So that means that there's a part to sensitivity there. There's a part to being sensitive to God's leading. So, you know, sometimes God could just tell you, hey, go to the mall right now. God could just tell you, go and get a cup of coffee right now. So you need to be sensitive. What I discovered with a lot of Christians is that they think God is FedEx. They think God is like DHL. So I just place an order and I sit in my house and they deliver it to my house. It doesn't work like that. 
So you pray, you prepare, but you also need to position yourself as led by the Spirit of God. Because your husband or wife is around you already. The person is not, is not, is not they're not, not going to give back to the person today. That person exists somewhere. He's somewhere even praying about you, praying for you. So you need to be sensitive in the Spirit and let God order your steps. Make sure you are really single for real because there are people that are in a kind of relationship they shouldn't be in and they are just marking time there waiting for somebody else. So in the realm of the spirit, you are not, you are not single. God already sees that you are not single. So things like that could help. No, that's good. Steve Harvey talks about, um, I watched the video by Steve Harvey where he talks about, you got to prepare for the thing you're praying for. So if you're asking God for, you know, a person, a mate, you know, you have, he talked about having a car. He had his old car in his driveway and he kept telling his mom, I'm going to get a new car. And she kept saying, well, you got that old car. And he didn't understand what she meant. And basically when he, as soon as he removed the old car from the driveway, two weeks later, he had a new car. And so like a lot of people talk about, you know, maybe they want to find a good person, but they're not willing to get rid of that old car, you know? So they got, they got a placeholder in their life, somebody just so they don't have to be alone and they can't find, God can't give them the right person because they won't get rid of the, the wrong person. You know, and I see, I, I see that a lot, actually, because I think people are, people are in general, they don't like to be alone. They're afraid to be alone. So they don't want to, you know, take that, that step and let go of this one thing, even though it might not be what they want to get that better thing. So that's good. So I was watching some of your videos, uh, you know, preparing for, for today. And you talked about like biggest single, biggest mistakes that, that ladies make and biggest mistakes that men make, single men, single men and single women. Can you talk about a little bit about that? Like what are some of the biggest mistakes that singles make? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a seven mistakes. I did it. I've been doing a series on that actually. Um, seven mistakes uh, um, singles make online. Seven mistakes um, single ladies make, seven mistakes single guys make, um, things like that. Um, there, there are so many of them, but... Um, you just name a few, instance, let me touch memory. That. Yes, yes. Um, seven mistakes singles make online, number one. Um, I discovered that there are a lot of singles that still have their profile pages on private. <laughs> and I'm saying if you're single and in the market, then you better <laughs> open up your page. <laughs> let people <laughs> see you. Um, some of them never post pictures. <laughs> some of them don't post enough so you need to post enough of your pictures uh, and post different kinds of pictures so if you are if you if you are if you are an accountant for instance then you don't have to post only work pictures we have to know that let's see that you have um you know another kind of life do you have a life outside of work so post those kind of things all right let's get the feel of who you are you know outside of work on that mistake that um, single ladies make is um giving too much too quickly giving too much too quickly. Um, guys, most times, are like hunters. Now, um, they are not supposed to be so, but that is how men behave. So um, when a man wants something, you know, he goes after it hard. Uh, but when he, he gets everything too quickly, he also can get bored very quickly. You know, so most times, ladies complain that the energy a man uses when he's chasing you is not the same energy, you know, when he has gotten you. So I tell ladies, hey, you know, don't be quick to pour in everything at once, you know, spread it out. Um, on that thing I tell ladies is that try to define, you know, what kind of relationship we're in, all right? If a guy is talking to you, a guy is chatting you up, you know, and all that, you know, before you guys go too deeply, try and define what we're doing. Are we just friends? Or do we want to take it to the next level? 
um, it's important to define. Look, men need standards. Men don't like standards, but men need standards to be their best selves, to be the best version of themselves. But women always think, because women are natural givers and lovers, so they think if I play along and do everything this guy wants, it will make the guy love me more. But it usually gets the opposite um, uh, you know, no reaction because uh, the man gets bored quickly, he gets tired quickly. So men need standards. So it's okay to set standards. There should be reasonable standards, biblical standards, scriptural standards, but standards are good for men. Standards don't push away the right people. Standards usually pushes away the wrong person. So, um, and you don't want those wrong people anyway. So set standards. So those are a few of the things I mentioned in the video, uh, mistakes that men and women make. I love it. Uh, the standards thing, especially, I, I, you know, when I talk about sex with people, um, it, it really is exactly what you said. I think, I think the lie of the enemy, the number one thing that he comes against people with is fear. So he, he does, he tells people, Hey, look, if you wait to have sex, you're never going to find anyone. No one's ever going to wait for you. Mm. That's what he tells people. And I say, look, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about it like this. When I was a scumbag, if a girl told me she was waiting, I would have been like, peace, I'm out. I would have left. But if a girl tells me that she's waiting now, it intrigues me. I'm more interested now than I am. <laughs> if a girl tells me that she's not waiting now, yeah. now I'm like, peace, I'm out. Because I don't want to date a hoe. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, so you're going <laughs> to, I say, you're going to, you're going to avoid the old me and you're going to, you're going to get the new me. So which one would be a better husband? Yeah. You know, that's the way, because the, the, the enemy's a liar. And it sounds reasonable when he said, if he says no one's going to wait, you think, well, actually he might be right, but it's a lie. The standards do exactly what you said. Yeah. They, they, the, the wrong people get pushed away and you attract the right people. It might take longer to find that right person, but you will attract the right person. You will repel the wrong, you will repel the right person if you don't have standards, because now I have, I have standards and I don't want to date a girl that's not waiting because I've been waiting. Yeah. So I want a girl that's worked on herself yeah. like I have. Doesn't mean she couldn't have been a hoe before, but I don't want a girl that's a current hoe. You know, like if she was out having sex last week, I'm not going to date you. I just won't do it because I've been yeah. working on myself very hard. And it's the equivalent, like we talked about earlier, of I'm someone that has gotten myself in shape. I don't want to date a fat person. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> you can go get in shape. I would love for you to get yeah. in shape. I think it would be good for you, yeah. but I don't want to date you while you're fat. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the and the, the interesting thing is that, you know, you know, just like you said, the devil is making it look like everybody's doing it. But the truth is that there are still many, many, many people. Like you mentioned, you have a lot of people that are in your groups and all that. There are many people that are keeping themselves, that are also trying to keep themselves. So it's not the devil is just louder. He makes more noise. You know, but there are a lot of people that are virgins. There are a lot of people that are celibate. There are so many of them. In fact, as a pastor, I still feel from off the top of my head, I still feel I have conducted more weddings for virgins than non-virgins as a pastor. So I've, 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 if I, sometime last, uh, last year, I think, um, I did counseling for two married couples and the four of them were virgins, the four of them, and they were in their thirties. Four of them were virgins. So there are many people that are actually celibate. There are many people that have even never had sex before and are, and are getting married now and are dating now and are keeping themselves. So, but the devil makes it look like, oh, everybody's having sex. Everybody's doing it. You know, in my, in my video, what nobody tells you about sex is one of the things there. The devil makes it look like everybody's having sex, but that's not true. That's just not true. 
even even some people that want to have sex, they don't even have anybody that will have sex with them. So, so it's not it's not like it's not everywhere like we think. He's just more into the PR. He has great publicity yeah. in terms of you know making it look like oh the whole world you know is living in sexual sin, and that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> And, and something I did a lot of research when I was writing the book, and what I found was people that marry as virgins only have a 6% divorce rate. So 94% of the time, they stay married. People that don't, yeah. people that don't wait have a 50% yeah. divorce rate. 50%. I'm like, that, that's the consequence yeah. of not waiting. Because yeah. what happens is you, you get that soul tie, and that next thing you know, you end up marrying yeah. the wrong person because you feel like it's love yeah. when it's not really love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people people underestimate how powerful those soul ties are. They're so powerful, uh, people underestimate it. Because if, if you want to know whether sex before marriage is right or wrong, you need to even ask yourself, what is the purpose of sex? Why did God give us the ability to have sex? The main reason is to join a man and a woman together. So that's, together. that's the whole concept. So if you understand that, then you can't say, oh, you want to just have it with anybody. Then it doesn't make any sense. Because it was created in the first place to make a man and a woman come together as one. You know, so I've, I've, I've seen couples that on their wedding night, wedding night, this is not one week after, this is wedding night, that one of the parties is texting their ex and saying, oh, he's not like you, or she's not. Wedding night, Rob, I'm talking about wedding night. So that's how powerful soul ties are, because the way I say it is that if you have dated five people and one is a good kisser, so he's good from here up, the other one is good with um, physical touch down. The other one is good with this and that. So you have, you have five different experts. Then you now want to marry one person. <laughs> There's no way that guy is going to meet up or that girl is going to meet up with all the experiences yeah. that you have in oh, your God. head. I'm so, screwed. So I'm screwed those things, me. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screwed. I made so many mistakes. But you know what? But we all did. This is what I, this is what I wonder, honestly, because and I would love to hear your theory on this. So, you know, the word says a person that sins sexually sins against their own body. And I believe that is because what you said, that sex is a connection mechanism. And if you, if you treat sex like recreation and you connect to too many people and you pull away, eventually you don't connect as good as you, you probably used yeah. to. And I think there's evidence to support that because women with more than 10 or more sex partners have the highest divorce rates. So what my, what I'm hoping is, because I, I've made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I've had a lot of casual sex, but I've also been abstinent now for a very long time. And I'm wondering if, if that's not something that can be repaired over time, because I'm, I'm hoping and hoping that I could get my stickiness back because when I do find Mrs. Wright, I don't want to have intimacy problems. I don't want to, I don't want to not be able to get close to her, connect to her on a deep level because I was an idiot when I was younger. Yeah. Do, you, do you find, do you believe that with time that that ability to connect can be repaired if you have made mistakes? Yes, um, um, I, I, I believe so because um, really with God, everything can be repaired. However, to the extent it can be repaired is what um, we cannot fully tell because um, if, if, if you break your arm, for instance, yes, maybe you can put it in the cast and get it back. I don't know if it's going to be as, as strong as new. It's just going to be okay. You know, so things like that could happen. So yes, it can be restored, especially if you, if you have stayed long periods of refreshing from God, where God and the Holy Spirit, you know, has actually healed your emotions, healed your soul, you know, um, healed your body with, with constant feeding on God's word and staying in God's presence. Yes, 
I believe it can be restored. If I look at it biologically or scientifically, um, if, you, if you do not eat for a full day or you don't eat food for one week um, or you don't eat salt or pepper for one week, whenever you eat again, taste buds are going to be very heightened. You know, so it's Great just like analogy. that. Um, I believe if you if you stay celibate for a long time, yes. If you stay celibate for a long time, stay pure for a long time. I think there's some rejuvenation that can come out of it that can you know bring you as almost brand new. You know, definitely it can be exactly as the person that has never done it. Or really, by the spirit of God, it might actually be possible. You know, so that you you'll be by no definitely you'll be better. That I'm sure about. Definitely yeah. working with God and staying celibate, you will be better. You will do better than the average person that hasn't had that encounter with God. So yes. That, that's a great analogy, Pastor. Thank you. I, and that's kind of what I believe because, you know, like if you don't, if you, like you said, with eating or with, with anything, if you don't, uh, you know, if you take, let's say you take ibuprofen every day, eventually, you know, like for headaches, eventually the ibuprofen doesn't have the same effect anymore, yes. you, you know, yes. but if you stop taking it and then you take it after a long time, it would yes. be almost You'll like, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping, I'm ho- that's kind of what I believe and I'm, I, I am, I am hoping that that's the truth. And I know the word says, that, you know, Jesus says I make all things new. So if that's the yes. case, yes. that would include me. So I'm going to, I'm going to stand yes. on that. So um, yes. let me ask you one more question. So you, I, another one of your videos, you talked about biggest mistakes that couples make when dating. Can you, can you tell us a few mm-hmm. of those? Because uh, I'm sure there's some people out there that are in relationships or again, hoping to be in relationships soon. Maybe they can avoid those. All right, um, a few of those uh, dating mistakes that couples make. Um, number one, I would say things like moving in together. You know, moving in together. Um, it, it just, you know, the, the, the numbers are not great. The statistics are not great for couples that are moving together before they get married. I just feel you are putting the pressure, you're putting pressure on that relationship without the commitment of that relationship. So you are, you are encountering um, um, the things that, only couples that have made a permanent bond should experience. You are putting pressure. You see, um, Rob, let me say it this way. If, 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 if I'm meeting you for the first time, there are certain things about you I might feel I can't stand. So if, if I'm just meeting you today for the first time and maybe you, you eat and you, you make loud noises when you are eating, I might just say, hey, I can't stand I that. actually do do that. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine so so i can say hey, i can't stand that but now if i'm already very close to you if i've gotten very close to you and maybe we're doing business together or something you see that small thing can't be why i'll back out of the business you see because we already have a stronger commitment so i think people should allow themselves to grow allow the relationship to grow at a normal rate when you fast track things and start giving all the benefits of marriage without the marriage, you know, you are sabotaging the marriage itself. And the statistics, the numbers show that, you know, couples that move in together like that, um, the marriage doesn't last. In fact, some of them, after the period of moving in, they begin to see things that normally they would have seen in marriage, maybe two years in marriage, three years in marriage, but they are seeing it now two months in a relationship. And they're saying, hey, I don't want this. I don't want to marry this person. And they don't realize that whoever you marry, you will still go through this process. The difference is that, you know, you're allowing the right things inform your decision and not just the fact that, oh, we're living together. Um, on that thing, again, of course, um, having sexual, uh, you know, um, relationships uh, before marriage is bad. Third one, um, not having clarity. I don't advise people to start a relationship 
without actually knowing where they're going. So um, if you check my Instagram post today, um, today is, is kind of our, our, in Nigeria, we do, we do about three kinds of weddings, all right? So we have the um, traditional one that is the cultural one. Then we have the legal one that we go to court. Then we have the church one that we go to church. So we do, we do three. So today was the day we, uh, I and my wife did our traditional um, wedding. So I wrote on my Instagram post, I was sharing how that I proposed to her earlier that year, like around February that year. Um, I didn't have a, an engagement ring or anything, but my proposal was simply saying, hey, I would like to have this kind of relationship which I want to get married to you. And I gave her the date. I said, how does August sound to you? You know, so there should be clarity. Don't start a relationship without clarity where we're going and when we're going. All right. Don't let somebody keep you eternally. Rob, I've seen people have a dating relationship for 10 years and still don't get married. 10 years. In fact, I had a friend like that. He dated someone for 10 years. They didn't get married. Dated another person for another 10 years. Same person. You know, dated two people 10 years each, you know. So the, the point is that. if you think that, about that, Pastor, like, he, 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 if you think about that, that's a disservice to those ladies. Because now he, oh, yes. he, he wasted their time. And now they're back on the market yes. 10 years later. Now they're looking for yeah. someone and you know, maybe they wanted to have babies. It's like, it's oh, yeah. really, it's a very selfish move, you know, and, and very. we are all selfish. I believe at our core, but you know, knowing yourself is like the first step in yeah. getting over that. But anyway, I'm sorry, pastor. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so clarity is important. When you start a relationship, you need to have an idea of where we're going. You know, um, how far are we going? Are we, are we getting married? When are we looking at getting married? You see, um, having, having a clear vision of where you're going actually helps you walk towards it as opposed to just dating for the sake of dating. Like one of my friends said, if you don't date for fun, like want to have fun, join a golf club, you know, join, join a tennis club, you know, but don't date for fun. So there should be clarity, you know, then another thing you need to do is I, I heavily suggest that get mentors. Get coaches, get um, people you listen to that coach you. Relationships, even though they might seem easy, they are also complex. So um, it's good to get advice. The Bible makes it clear. Now, Solomon, I call, I call um, Solomon in the Bible my professor emeritus. I call him a professor in, in marriage. Solomon uh, married, uh, had, had, a, had a thousand women in his life. Even Harvard, even Harvard hasn't, hasn't done that kind of a, a survey yet. <laughs> you know, so uh, Solomon had a thousand women in his life. And Solomon said, look, counsel. That without counsel, you know, people can fail. Purposes can fail. So I advise people get counsel. Don't see counseling as something you go to when you are in trouble. Generally, start the relationship with good coaching, good counseling, just like some of the things you have in your book and some things you are doing. Somebody that has spent time in those small groups already understands certain things. They are not coming out in the blind. They are not coming out dark. You know, they already have an idea of, of how to abstain and the importance of it. So um, it's important to get counsel. So that's, that's another thing I advise dating couples to do. Get a coach, get a counselor to speak. You know, sometimes I'm able to interpret for a man what a woman is saying, and I'm able to interpret for a woman what a man is saying. So I had a case recently where um, there's a couple that were having issues, uh, you know, and um, I asked the man, have you called your wife? Have you checked up on her? He said, yes, I call her, but she, she, she doesn't want to talk to me. I said, all she's trying to find out is, are you calling me to check on the baby or do you miss me? I said, that's what she's trying to say. You see, I had to interpret her, what she is saying to him because he just thought, oh, she, 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 she just thinks I'm calling for the baby. I said, she's asking you indirectly, do you miss me? So I said, when you call her next time, let her know you miss her. You see, so that's what a coach and a counselor can do. 
sometimes some, a lot of relationships or marriages could have actually survived if they had somebody that could tell them, this is what she's saying. This is what he's saying. And it paints a clearer picture for the other person. All right. Yeah. And if somebody's done it before you, like, you know, if you've already been there, you're married, you've already navigated a lot of this journey. So it just is wisdom to have somebody that's already gone ahead of you, yeah. you know, and done it to get advice from. So that's good. Yeah. Um, so when are you going to be in the States again? Yeah, interestingly, we're supposed to have an American tour, um, United States tour next year. So I still hope that's possible. We have some cities we wanted to visit, most of the major cities, actually. So we've been working on that for a while. Um, last year, we were in Canada. We're in Toronto, Calgary, and we're in London also. So we're planning the American tour. Oh, I thought, I think even this year we're planning the American tour. But of course, with the pandemic now, it has to be next year. That's even, um, we, we hope that everything will be settled by then. But, um, so, but definitely we're doing an American tour. All the major cities, Atlanta, Maryland, um, Houston, Dallas. Yeah. Um, all the major cities. Dude, yeah, I'll, yeah you got to come to Baltimore. That would be awesome. Look at all, <laughs> look at all the city fan, city fan people out. You know, come see you. That'd be great. That'd be really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then everybody, let, let everybody know how they can find you. I know you're on Instagram at Kingsley PST. Everyone can go follow, yeah. uh, follow Pastor K there. Where else can they find you, Pastor? Yeah, on, on YouTube. Um, on YouTube, my name is Kingsley Okonkwa on YouTube. So that's a good way to get my material. Then on Facebook, I'm also Kingsley Okonkwa on Facebook. Awesome. So then, of course, our website is www.ldmwithpk.org. Okay, I'll put all these links uh, in the notes uh, when the show gets posted. And, uh, yeah, some really good videos on relationships you make. Very good advice. Very, very practical advice. Even the, even the advice that you said about uh, mistakes that people make that are single, like, hey, post pictures of yourself. Don't have your, your account on private, you know, like it's like common sense because I was expecting you to give me some answer that was very spiritual. Like, Oh, you don't want to No, but you're like, no, don't have your account on private dummy. Yeah. Rob, Rob, as funny as that is, you know, I, I was speaking to a lot of ladies and, and once you chatted me as a lady on Instagram, I tried to go to your page to see who you are. So I found out that a lot of them that were single and telling me that they're praying for a husband, their pages were private. And I was like, why is your, I asked them, why is your page on private? They said, oh, we have stalkers, we have snoopers. And I said, you are paying more attention to the people you are trying to avoid instead of to the people you are trying to attract. Wow. So good. don't pay attention to the people you are trying to avoid. Pay attention to the people you are trying to attract. That's because the world, the world that is protecting you is also preventing you. Mm. So <laughs> you, you have to decide which one you want. That's so good. Yeah. I think, I think people don't realize like, look, if you, I gave, I gave some people, I've made a video about how to attract a person. I've said something about a woman shouldn't pursue a man, but it is okay to like a man's post. If you see a man's post and you like it, because I know as a single man, if a girl likes my post an attractive female, I'm looking at her page. You know, I'm going to look yeah. at her page because I'm wondering, is she a Christian? <laughs> Does she love Jesus? Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to find out a little information because I'm a single man. Yeah. So if the account is private, yeah. automatically, you're right. There's you a can do that. Yeah. Rob, interestingly, uh, one of the seven mistakes series I'm, I'm about to do is titled Seven Mistakes Ladies Do When They Like a Guy. So this is one of the things there. So you meet a guy in a gym, you meet a guy in church, you meet a guy, so you like the guy. You need to know what to do and what you can't do. So sometimes the ladies do what they shouldn't do and they don't do what they should do. So um, 
starting a conversation is something you can do as long as you do not assume that that must lead to a relationship. As long as you do not give off the, the, the vibes that you, you, you are in love already. But, oh, I want to know you. Um, what book is that? What, what, what are you reading? What are you drinking? You know, does that taste nice? You know, because women, guys are shy. Guys are terrified to talk to women. You know, I, I, I'm probably not the kind of guy that would just go and talk to a woman that I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. You know, so, right. <laughs> so women always isn't say, oh, it, the guy can't tell it out. What's up? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's so funny because, um, you know, like it, we're, we're all looking for each other. Men are looking for women. Women are looking for yeah. men. But, but at the same time, we're, intim- we're scared of each other. <laughs> you know, like, because I... <laughs> You know, nobody wants to be rejected. So what I always tell women, I'm like, it's okay to, to yes. give, them that, give them that look from across the room, letting them know, hey, it's okay to come talk to me. You know, like I, I call it eye sex, where you look at it, you know, you, you catch each other's stare and you just hold it just for a little, like a split second longer than normal. I think is, uh, there's some wisdom there, but um, it, is, it is funny to me that, oops, it is funny to me that people are, uh, men and women are intimidated by each other. I think it's, it's better now. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's gone. Oh, yep, there it is. It's back. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Okay. Anyway, well, thank you for coming on the show, Pastor K. Hopefully, one day I'll get to meet you face to face if not here in the states. Uh, maybe I'll make yeah. it Africa. We're going safari together. All right. Yes. Yes. I, I'm definitely. I'll definitely bring you to to Nigeria once um, all this um, pandemic and COVID nineteen gets settled. I'll definitely bring you to Nigeria. I, I loved your YouTube video. I'm, I'm planning to uh, post it up on my Instagram page. Um, I'll just take one point every day and just post it. I love the video, you know. I mean, I've never heard it said, you know, so simply, not churchy, you know. So I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I fell in love with it. And that's how I, I searched your name and came to know you. So I'm going to post it. I'm going to take that video. Just post it one point, one of the 10 points every day. I do the 10 points on my page. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, that, that was all God. You know, I, I posted it. I was like, uh, I, was a pretty, I, was, I was a pretty notorious um, bad boy in my town. So when I posted it, I was like, I don't know what people are going to think of this. But I definitely had an understanding that I needed to get out there. So anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on, Pastor K. And um, thank you, Rob. I look forward to getting to know you better. And I'm sure thank everyone you. that's going to watch and listen to this really benefited from hearing your insights. So thanks again. Thank you, Rob. Thank you so okay. much. Look forward to having you on IG Live and Facebook Live when we are on together. Absolutely.